1: Welcome to Poke the Bear, episode 117. That is Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. Connor, what is up?
0: Evan, doing well. Boots on the ground back in Massachusetts. Happy to be here.
1: As you should be. And you just got off the plane. We're recording this late Thursday night because uh, you just, there was some turbulence on the plane, delays, all that fun stuff, right?
0: All the good things that come with travel, yes. We, we made it in one piece. People were not having a good time. The person next to me had like, like their their their, their head in the hands like this for most of it. It's not great. I was listening Ooh. to like Stone Temple Pilots and like jamming out, so I was good. Blink like 182. You, yeah, you just have <laughs> some music playing. Look out the window. I'm always a window seat guy. Same so, here. I yeah, agree so with you. I was, I was, I was in the zone. You get locked in. I don't have time for that. It's like a roller coaster. It's fine.
1: It is. I, my favorites when I come into Logan every time. I'm always sure that. This time we're gonna go in the. Ocean. You're gonna like, ditch go into the water. We're, we're going straight in the water. Like this yes. is the this is the flight where we go into the water. Um, but fortunately, that's never happened yet to me. So hopefully, hey I goodness. can hopefully it keep keeps that on, going. Uh, yeah. yeah, I keep hope it doesn't happen. On. I hope I don't, my my swimming skills are not outstanding. So um, yeah, probably you probably know.
0: have bigger problems if you smash into the the hobo, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I digress. You got
1: know, to resort to survival instincts. Anyways, lots of Bruins things to talk about. Big one, nothing. Uh, a big one and oh win, uh, five two W on uh Wednesday night. And see, look at this. The Bruins are good. Isn't that wild? People are starting to realize, look, we weren't lying to you folks. Now uh, it is one game. So I guess, I mean, they are on pace to be 82 and oh, they are on pace to be 82 and oh.
0: If, if there's ever a time, Evan, to roll with the the bold predictions or make sweeping generalizations about a team, now's the time.
1: Game one, when game
0: in, let's do it.
1: Game one, remember a few years ago when they lost 7 nothing in Washington and we were like, oh my God, this team, uh, what are they going to do? And then they went on to um, disappoint final. in the Stanley Cup. But they got there, but they yes. got there. Um, I still think there was a lot to take away from the one game. I know it was just one game, but boy, did that offense look good. And I think the two that stood out the most to everybody, Krejci and Pasternak, back in the saddle. Now, again, they didn't even play much together when Krejci was here throughout, you know, his entire Bruins tenure, but now he's back and they're together. And Oh my God. Oh my God. Like offensively. Wow.
0: Yeah. I think it's one thing where Bruins fans probably, I think people who were maybe on the fence about how much Krejci, you know, had left in the tank or how they would uh, kind of spark that chemistry. Cause as you said, they didn't have an extended, you know, uh, stretch of playing together. Of course, you got two very talented players. They they did produce during their random stretches where, let's say, Bergeron was out, but still not like a established, you know, four or five month stretch of playing together before. Uh, they have that one game I think at Madison Square Garden when they both go off, and I think some Bruins fans like, oh, this could be pretty good. And I think you saw that further validated in this game. I mean, whether it's David Krejci, who, as we said, I, he's a guy that even at his age he can be 85% of what he used to be. And he's got so much talent now on his, on his line with Pasternak and, you know, Zaka did well, but we'll see what happens when Martian comes back and it's Taylor Hall in that spot or what have you, regardless of who it is, he's going to have a lot more firepower on his line and David Pasternak. I mean, just dynamite. I mean, beyond just the four points, every single time he was out there, it would seem like there was a, a grade a chance or, or a situation like that generated even on that, uh, the two on one that led to that, that goal for the Capitals, um, you know, the shot that was blocked by Pasternak Jim Montgomery even said after the game, we'll talk more about the defense later on, but Montgomery said that's a great, a chance that they take 10 times out of 10, especially when it's a guy like Pasternak who's attempting that shot. So I think when you just look at um, the situation, the Bruins are facing early on in the year, people are talking about weathering the storm early on, treading water when it comes to surviving without Brad Marshan and Charlie McVoy. And again, you can't replicate uh or, you know, get that kind of impact from other guys further down in the depth chart. You just can't. But if the Bruins can early on, especially rely on their big guns to convert on the power play, get those goals, keep them afloat, it's kind of has been their MO for years now in terms of relying on their big guns to win those three, two games, those four, three games, especially early on in the year. Um, You're at least a Bruins fan should at least have some hope that they have the firepower on that second line, or if you want to call it the first line, whatever it is, they have firepower on that in their top six unit, especially early on with Paso Nak and Crazy playing at this level.
1: And they have the depth. They have the depth, right? Like the third line, you know, didn't produce a ton, but, you know, Greer was noticeable. Uh, you know, fourth line did their job. You wrote about Lauko and kind of getting that uh, first line matchup with the caps and, and, and you, you got what you needed out of out of the offense, which is again stacked, stacked. You have a lot of options offensively. And we talked about this all offseason. You know what my favorite takeaway of, uh, of Wednesday night's game was? And in it, it, Krejci and Popstock were part of it. But the Bruins were outshot 35 30, right? Capitals had long stretches in the Bruins' end, which we'll get to in a bit, right? But the Bruins put up five goals, granted, one of them was empty netter on 30 shots. Five goals on 30 shots. Connor, how many times? last year and in previous years with the Bruins outshoot opponents by a ton and put up one or two goals and lose. It was a lot. It was more than it should have been. Yeah, it was, it was quite a few. And that wasn't the case the other night. They got outshot, but they got good chances. That was the thing. They got good chances. And, you know, you see, I mean, even like, you know, Poshnok's breakaway that Krejci scored on, Krejci following the play, you know, stopping right in front of the net. I know that's like hockey 101, but, you know, it's the first game, game of the year yeah. guys are going to fly by that. You're like, I, I just, to, and, and, you know, even look at, you know, just trying to get to that space, you know, poster knock on, I know that goal was soft on Kemper, but you know, fighting to get to the inside, like stuff like that, maybe in past years, it's just a shot from a corner or, you know, throwing it back to the point or something like that. So to me, that was my takeaway where I said, all right, there's something encouraging here. The fact that, you know, I know Montgomery said before the game, you know, it's going to take a few weeks for guys to get the X's and O's down, which is, you know, clear, but offensively, the fact that there's that that drive to get to those dirty areas and to not shoot every single puck and to, you know, generate good scoring chances. I like that the other night.
0: Yeah. It's it's all about, you know, quality over quantity. And that's something that I think last year, you look at the Bruins. And as you said, there were plenty of times where they would outshoot a team by 10 shots or what have you, 10 plus, and they would still have, you know, one or two goals to show for it, especially at even strength. I mean, I think last year the Bruins were second in the league and in shots per game, but they were 15th in five on five goals. I think if you look at a team like the blues who Montgomery helped coach last year, I want to say they were, their shot value was volume was kind of in the the twenties. I want to say, it but was they were low. like, Yeah, it was, but it was, you know, averaging, let's say like 24, 25, 26 shots per game, but they were what third or fourth and five on five goals. It's all about, as you said, you know, quality over or quantity in, in that spot. And, Again, it's one game. It's a work in progress. We'll see how they kind of weigh that risk-reward factor in terms of, you know, sacrificing defense to get those quality chances. But I think you just saw, ever so slightly, a bit more of a commitment to, you know, making that drive towards the net, you know, picking your spots with those chances. And to keep it up, they have the guys, the finisher, especially guys like Pasternak and Krejci in that top six, that if they settle for more of those chances as opposed to peppering the net from the blue line or from other low-danger areas... You're going to get more consistent scoring over the stretch of, you know, an 82 game season. If you settle more for those high danger looks
1: and seeing Taylor Hoggett on the board, a yeah. goal early, like that's another encouraging thing. Um, but when it comes to takeaways, I know I mentioned, you know, the shots being my main takeaway, but one of many people's main takeaways, David Pasternak is going to get paid quite a lot of money, four points in game one goal, three assists, looks freaking good man like and 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 we said this before the season like seems to be like he's reset good summer of training like i mean he looks good just like the i mean just looks freaking good and i like just the eye test i know the eye test everybody hates but just looks outstanding and the production was there and guess what they play arizona on saturday which i would imagine would be a few more points and suddenly you're going to go in you know Seven points in two games. Now, again, I don't know if, you know, let's say they sign a deal next week. I don't know if three games, you know, move the AAV up that much, but man, like, and 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 I mean, do you think these games are going to move his AAV up that much? Or do you think it's, you know, I mean, maybe.
0: It certainly helps. (laughs) Oh, no, no, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. If he opens the year with seven points in his first two games, something like that, of course it is in terms of, I think we've gone past the point now, Evan, right, where the days of him signing a similar contract to let's say McAvoy ain't gonna happen. But what's Over. what's Over. Cha- Yeah, but what's changing it now from going from all right, 10, 10 and a half to listen, like, JB Barry looks at this now and's it's like this guy's gonna on pace for 120 points, like give him Panarin, if <laughs> not more.
1: <laughs> you know, like
0: that's I mean, like yeah. you just look at it and this is exactly what we said in terms of the risk the Bruins were. Or, uh, you know, accepting or the, the fire they're playing with in terms of not signing him before the season starts is that this narrative is going to continue every single passing day where they don't have him locked up long term, every single hat trick, every single full point game, every situation like this, every time another star player signs a long term contract and gets paid probably above what people are thinking. What's going to be the the main kind of consensus on Twitter What's gonna be the main thing people are talking about after the game back
1: up the brink truck
0: yeah it's it's just a part of it now and it's something that's going to continue to linger and be a bigger part of this the conversation for the team this season uh the longer he goes unsigned that's something that just it's you know it's justified right this is a guy that they need to sign and, and lock up long term not only for this year so they can avoid any situation where we get to the winter or going around the trade deadline where they have to weigh what to do with them. Obviously that will hinder their chances of going on a run this year. If they have to hit that point,
1: Ooh, but that I help. mean,
0: yes, but beyond that, just uh, the years ahead of, of trying to build him in to the bedrock of kind of this new wave of talent in the post-Bergeron era. It's, it's not going away every single, it's not a situation where I don't think Posner is going to be slowing down. Is he going to be scoring four points a night? probably not but uh I, I think we're feeling pretty good Evan about our uh bold predictions of a 50 goal season for him he's gonna light it up and the, the longer the Bruins don't uh you know get pen to paper with him the more just these calls for a contract or him hitting 11 11 and a half 12 million per year it's just gonna get louder and
1: louder and boy do they need him that's the other yes. thing like they don't really have a choice like you need him again like how many years were they without a star goal scorer? I mean they In 2011, they didn't have a star goal scorer, you know, win the cup. Like, they they need They've always needed a star goal scorer. Now you finally have it. Like, this is when you lock them up. And by the way, I don't think that they're hesitating on it. Um, I don't know what's taking both sides so long. If you both want to be here, figure it out. Um, I think if you're the Bruins, as you said, like, do it now. Like, (laughs) stay up all night doing it. Like, just do it. I mean, like, really. Like, you know, I mean, you you have to at this point. um, Just given what that price is going to be. And we both said. I think we both said what? Uh, like eleven? Was that our initial prediction? Eight and
0: eighty-eight. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Eight and eighty-eight feels like that's what it's going to be. Could be higher now. I mean, that's the thing. Like seven points in
0: two games. You're looking at eleven point two five, and price of brick going up. Evan.
1: Yes. Yes. Very much. Safe bet that the more production pasta puts up, the more uh, the more his contract is going to be. But uh, we're talking really safe bets. We're talking about good friends over at Bet Online.
0: Right, you are, Evan. Listen up, guys. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Over at Bet Online, you can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, the latest fighting news, NFL bets, and yes, with the NHL back, even more wages and odds. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile de- mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code CLNS50. Bet online. with a the game.
1: Stats. Stats. We're the game. Stats. So uh, there's one clear area on this team that I think could be a little bit of an issue. Uh, not an issue, but, you know, not as we're not as high on it as the goaltending and the, the offense, but it's the defense. When we figured you're missing McAvoy, your number one, your Norris candidate defenseman, and you're missing Grizzly, who is a important part of that back end and has been for quite a while. And, you know, you watched it on Wednesday and it was pretty clear that they could use those guys. <laughs> those guys Fair. might, might come in handy. Um, but another thing you're seeing is aside from missing your defenseman, you also are a little looser up front. You're not as uh and you saw it again on the second Washington goal, where and you mentioned this earlier, Pasternak cuts across the middle, fires a shot, gets blocked, they go the other way, they score. And Mike Riley was sneaking in to create an odd to create an odd man situation down around the net. Now we like to make jokes about Riley and you know his his uh his offensive zone prowess. Uh, but it was clear Jim Montgomery wasn't phased by it, he even said, you know, this is We'll take that anytime like this, that's hockey, all that. And that is kind of the new game like that's. And I think that's one thing where you're seeing a lot of, um, I don't know, older school hockey, not older school hockey people, but people who are kind of from that the, the Bruins, you know, mindset of the past 20 years of like defense comes first. I don't think the Bruins are going to go fully away from that. Yeah, but it feels like they are going to be a little more run and gun where Montgomery is going to 100 percent value. You know, getting a scoring chance over potentially, you know, preventing a, an odd man rush feels like that's going to be the case from now on.
0: Yeah. I think it's all about just kind of reading the play and finding those opportunities to be aggressive. It's not something where you said they're going to be running, running gun, they're going to be the avalanche, they're going to look like a, a 70s era Soviet team or anything like that. Right. Like, I don't think that's going to be the case. And hanging a guy where, at
1: the red line, you know, yeah.
0: I, it's not something where, you know, Montgomery has spoken about this before that. Their zone defense, kind of that layered, complicated uh, defense that they first started under Claude Julian, they you know carried over under Bruce Cassidy, Like that's not going away per se. That's still kind of the bedrock of their def- defensive identity. It's now, if you can keep that and execute it at a high level for 85, 90% of the game. That's still going to keep you in a lot of contests, right? Like you're still going to have a a really layered defense in front of your goaltender. But if now that other five to ten percent, if you're willing to take that risk, if it leads to a high danger chance or a goal, it's worth it. You run the risk of a shot getting blocked, like Pasternak, which was again a great eight chance and a two on one developing down the other end of the ice. You know Montgomery said that's hockey. Like they will, they will take those opportunities. It's not. You know a 60-40 split in terms of going from zone to just this all-out rush up the ice or anything like that. It's all about, I think, just taking the reins off of their talented, you know, puck moving blue liners. Even I mean, even guys like Carlo, what have you, who aren't you're not gonna trust them to, you know, put up 20 goals or something from the blue line, but I think you saw a little bit more of having uh, freedom to be aggressive down both ends of the ice. I think, even though Carl probably didn't have the strongest game, I think you saw him be a lot more maybe just assertive in the D zone. I think Forbert was really aggressive. And I thought he had a really good game, Forbert, Terrific. Um, I nine think that's, blocks? Uh, six blocks, five hits, and I think the most ice time. He had 24 minutes. So that's a game yeah. where, for I think the detractors of Forbert, that's a game we look at why a guy with that skill set has value night in, night out further down your lineup. Uh, but, yeah, I think – That's all it is in terms of Montgomery and what he's encouraging. It's not overhauling the entire system. It's just in that 5% of the game where those opportunities present themselves, go for it. You know, like we have a, we have responsible guys all across the lineup. We have a zone defense that is generally accountable and, you know, dialed in there. So the chances are there, take it. Cause it's one thing that's doomed the Bruins in the past. It's lack of, five on five consistent offense. And if thing, a little bit more risk helps you solve that issue in the long run, it's probably worth it.
1: And again, I mean, on that goal, like you'd love to, obviously you want pasta to get that shot through. You'd love to see Riley not get caught up. But again, if that shot did get through, that's a great a chance. And you have a lot of guys around the net. So like, again, and you're going to see this year, there are going to be plays where that play, the same play probably happens. The shot gets through and they score a goal and you like, all oh, this terrific. And it's like, well, there's a thing. And right. Like, and again, I think it's going to take getting used to for all of us. I think fans, media, you know, the team, like, I think it's, it's, it's weird. I, we've never seen it here in Boston. Like we, we, you know, people have not been accustomed to that. And I think, uh, you know, it, it's a change. It's a change for people. Um, and granted, sometimes it is Mike Riley's fault. Like you gotta be a little responsible there, but, uh, at the, at the same time, at the same time, uh, it seems like, you know, the, um, what they're doing on defense is becoming a little bit clearer. They just have to be a little bit better in their own zone. Um, and speaking of someone who uh, was very good in their own zone, Linus Holmark Linus Olmark was t- terrific on Wednesday night. Um, Really needed that uh kind of first start of the season. Gets it, you know, 35 shots, 33 saves, like bailed them out a few times, maybe a few too many times. I know that some people say that second goal was kind of soft. That's an odd man rush. Like, I don't, I, you know, like that's going to happen. Big,
0: big picture, all encompassing stat. Strong Terrific players. game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then, and I think that's something that, you know, you're going to want. And the best part about that is hopefully that motivates Swayman.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. So, it's part, it's part of their plan in terms of what they're looking for. Uh, Montgomery said to stop there, they're looking at an even split for the first four games. And I think for them, the, they want to keep it a pretty even workload, but I think it's going to happen organically, right? If a guy gets on a hot streak, they're not going to deny him, and you hope the causality of that leads to the other goalie to you know up their game. It's it's kind of what they did all of, or most of last year, and it led to various stretches where if one goalie was kind of struggling, you had the other one keeping you afloat during those various ups and downs that come with a long season. So great stuff for Olmec, really you know solid in net. Seems a lot more relaxed and it's something he kind of briefly talked about post game about just adjusting to this market the move all those things even for sure omar signed in the summer of 2021 but still to move here to get to new uh commute the family moving into new spots all that stuff it's still tough for anyone to adjust while also having the most, you know, high stress job in sports of being a goaltender, right? Pretty Boston, tough. So too. <laughs> in Boston, a bit different from Buffalo, especially how they were the last, you know, five plus years, but, or decade, I guess. But um, yeah, he definitely seems like someone who's a lot more relaxed, you know, comfortable in this market and the results spoke to themselves, at least in that first game.
1: And I like his pads a lot better this year. I don't yes, know. What, I like ma- the pads the were mobble, fine last year, yeah. but, these look a little cleaner. He looks better in the net. I don't know. He just, to me, looks a lot better. Um, and it was the pads. I know that sounds really stupid, but I just like the new pads a lot better than, than the old ones, even though the old ones are like the outline of the city. Yeah. So maybe look I'm going to play good, Boston Evan. Here. Look good, yeah. play good. That's all that matters. Um, You know who he looks a lot better than? Matt Murray up in Toronto. Oh, Holy boy. Holy shit. Oh, my God. I who was, could have I seen was this like- coming, Evan. I know we didn't call this or anything. We weren't, we weren't saying this. I was watching the highlights last night and my God, one over the glove, another over the glove, another over the glove, the winner over the glove. I think the winner might have like hit the defenseman in front of him, but still, I mean, you know, you just look at the goaltending on that team and their games happening now. I, I don't know how it's going. Last I saw, it was like three, two Toronto with like 14 minutes left or something. Maybe they won. I don't know. Um, But my, and they don't, they don't have Murray in tonight, but I mean, just horrendous. And I think, again, you know, it's a first game. It's hard to take, you know, anything away from it. But I think it's a tone setter in that, you know, with the Bruins, like from the first game, great goaltending, you know, tremendous offense. They're going to need some work on D, but that's going to help when McAvoy and Griswick come back. But up in Toronto, you know, yeah, their offense is terrific, but who are their goalies? Like, I seriously.
0: It's not great. It's not no. great, Evan. <laughs>
1: Not great at all. <laughs> I mean, and, that's not, and that's why, like, you know, I, I tweeted uh, right before the Caps Bruins game. I picked the perfect time to tweet my prediction for the season. And by the way, I have Toronto in first because I think their offense is going to carry them. Like, I think, you know, the other holes. They're still
0: going to so. be a good team, but holy yeah. Christ.
1: But great regular season team as always, but not, not to a thing in the playoffs. But, you know, I have the Bruins one in the cup. I do. And we said this on the podcast on uh, on uh, Tuesday. And to me, I just look and go, you know, they, they don't really have holes. Like, defensively, they will they will be fine as things go along. Um, they're going to score a lot of goals. They're going to stop a lot of goals with Olmark and Sway. Like, I just, to me, and I get it. It's a hot take, you know. Same with yours. It was a hot take. But I just, I I think the Bruins are going to surprise a ton of people this year um, in being really, really good. And, again, you saw it kind of in, in game one. Again, just game one. It's just game one. I mean, they're on pace for 82-0. Posh on pace for, what, like 300 points. So, you know, no they're going win everything.
0: Oh yeah. Until the gets back and scores 27 goals per game, which we will see what happens there because yes. we still do not have any word yet, but um, tough result for him to go down with that upper body injuries. uh Even though he didn't have points on the board, I thought I uh, was kind of carrying over his play from the preseason. Like just details were good. Positioning was good was, you know, on that sequence where he got that, that hit from, uh, I think it was Gustafson that led to that thing. He was battling for the puck in the corner for, about like 20 plus seconds kind of in a, in a puck battle. So hopefully he doesn't miss a lot of time. Cause again, you've got a lot of talent in that top six right now, especially, but if we get to a point where it's just uh, Bergeron in the, in the short term without DeBrusque uh, or Marchand, you're missing a, a good amount of finishing talent, especially on that top line. You need someone that can put the puck, puck in the net.
1: Yeah, the issue is then when you have to start calling like Craig Smith up and then you're jumbling the thing things stuff lines, and, stuff
0: gets out of whack. Yeah, And
1: that happens, I guess, you know, with the season when injuries happen. But I just, you know, it stinks for DeBrusque because this was kind of like a new beginning for him. And you saw it in the second half of last year and it was going to transit over to this. And maybe this isn't a huge thing. Maybe he's back on Saturday. Again, there's been no word, right? Like yeah. nothing has been said about this because um, they were off today, uh, Thursday. So maybe maybe he comes back. Maybe he's back next week. Um, you know, hopefully for him, it's not this extended thing, and hopefully for the Bruins, because that's a that's a big loss. And again, like I know people might say, you know, oh, he's just you know Jake DeBrusk is inconsistent. Well, you want him to start strong. Yes, <laughs> that would help. So we shall see. Uh, but something that's always strong is you over at Boston Sports. You know, what can people look forward to from you over at PSJ?
0: Yeah, we're going to, uh, you know, with every new game, every practice, we'll have you cover every step of the way in terms of game reports, video breakdowns, features, uh, got a couple of things in the pipeline. We're excited to share. Um was down boots on the ground in DC for this past game. We're hopefully going to continue to do a few more road games as the season goes on, uh, share insight from anything we glean on the road and uh, practices. I'll be over at the garden on Friday, uh, seeing kind of how the lines play out. So, Throughout this long season, we're going to have you covered, uh, day in and day out, over at BSJ. So please subscribe over at BostonSportsChannel.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Connor Ryan underscore ninety three.
1: While well, you were saying that, uh, I, my friend from Vegas actually sent me a video. She's at the Vegas home opener, and she sent me a video of Bruce Cassidy being introduced, and and the crowd went wild. So. Uh, that might kill Bruins go. fans, you know. If I posted that, if I tweeted that video, because uh, it's uh, it's quite something. But I think people are gonna like Jim Montgomery, so I think it'll uh, it'll they'll they'll, um, they'll, maybe, they'll all,
0: maybe it'll all work out in the end.
1: Maybe everyone wins. What's wrong with everyone being a winner? It's everyone will just you know win in the end. But uh, at any rate, that is Connor Ryan, Evan Marinowski, Poke the Bear. Listeners have a great rest of your week.